The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Another good show ready for you to run all out here on this Bears Thursday night. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, good to have you along. Jordan Malley, our producer tonight, coming up at 610. Bears linebacker Josh Woods joins the program, and at 630 we get a Detroit Lions perspective on the season ahead from one of the great left tackles, certainly in Lions history, and an 18-year NFL player at the position, Lomas Brown. Kind enough to join the program tonight as well. Good to have you alongside, everybody. The rookies are reporting. You get the sense that things are going to start rolling in the right direction, but still much to discuss, Tom and Jim, about what's ahead in terms of negotiating between the NFL and the NFLPA. We seem to begin every show with that. Right. You know, that's just the way that this landscape is going to be throughout the season. But right now, sports are starting to carry a little bit of momentum, which is nice to see. It's a nice distraction. But I think every day throughout football, there will be a new occurrence that needs to be addressed, and then they'll address it and try to formulate a plan. And so it's kind of a let's get things started, but it's still wait and see. Economics, yeah. big Jim Miller. Economics, that's on the line right now, right? Yeah, that's really what it is. Obviously, it's about, well, the, you know, the owners want to take the hit right now. They, everybody's estimated about $70 million. There's going to be a shortfall in terms of the revenue that are lost uh, this year potentially in the NFL, and the NFL would prefer to take those uh, earlier. Uh, the player's side, obviously, they want those spread out over over time a little bit more. That way, high-priced, uh, you know, veterans wouldn't be, you know, Salary cap uh, figures wouldn't be slashed next year because some high-priced players would ultimately get cut in order for the the teams to settle in the, in the cap. So now, so basically, owners want to do it over two years. Players want to do it over ten years. Maybe the the agreeable area is five or six years, Jeff. And I do think they'll come to an agreement minimum by Sunday because a lot of these teams now are starting to push back their reporting dates until that comes to a conclusion. That'll be the final things they need to agree upon, and then it's final, and everybody will be able to move forward uh, with training camp. Kansas City and Houston scheduled to begin their uh, strength and conditioning work coming up on Sunday. They'd like to get that done before then. I've always felt, fellas, that the veterans anyway in the last, oh, I don't know how many years, five to at last eight years, have really had a tougher time, and I only – pay attention to it because when you're putting your rosters together throughout the league for every training camp, you have your old years and you're looking through and seeing, well, a lot of these guys have never re-signed and their careers are just quietly over. I think veterans do have a tough time when it comes to salary cap because you want your draft picture on drafted. It's cost effective to make the roster and certainly some of those guys will be on the top end of the roster, but most will be on the bottom end of the roster or practice squad. So it, the veteran in today's world in the National Football League has a tough road. They do, but it's what what value do you bring to your team? You know, are you a multiple position player or are you a day one starter that's not going to be, you know, uh, supplemented very much? So I I think it all depends on the type of value you bring to your position, uh, to your segment, and how good you are at it. Yeah, and it, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, you look at guys that are still out there on the free agent market, and there are some good ones. Jadavian Clowney. 
really doesn't, you know, he really doesn't practice a lot. He's had a lot of injuries, and that's going to factor into it as well. And that's probably why nobody has offered him a multi-year deal. As supposedly he originally wanted $20 million uh, to play. Now that number is probably coming down. The more realistic value is probably 13 maybe $14 million that he'll be playing for. And it'll just be one year. Because of the uncertainty of the salary cap, not a lot of teams are locking up guys to long-term contracts. We only saw two franchise tag players get a long-term con- contract. Right, so Chris Jones was one of them for the Kansas City Chiefs. No other player, Bud Dupree. Uh, look at Hunter Henry, the tight end. None of those players got uh, got a long term deal because of the uncertainty of one where things are at, the win or the shortfall of revenues that's going to happen, and why the uncertainty. Teams don't want to pay that moving forward, and why only two deals got done. Bears made a roster move today with the release of Ben Broniker, 143 offensive snaps last season among a large group of tight ends. So that group now down to eight, still a large number, and it'll be interesting to see how many they actually bring to the table. But uh, he was a very good special teams player. Uh, we've had him on this show many times. He's a good man, a smart guy, uh, but uh, there's a, a big logjam at tight end right now. Yeah, but, you know, he's got the type of a minimal amount of experience in the fourth phase of the game in undeveloped talent at the tight end position. So I think he will end up on a roster somewhere down the road because he's such an intelligent guy that they know that he can absorb a lot of information and put it to use very quickly. Still a lot of tight ends uh, in the mix. He just gets Cole Komet signed. Maybe that's what spurned. That move today for Ben Broniker, you signed Demetrius Harris, who has familiarity in the system, and you've signed Jimmy Grant. Now, what does that mean for J.P. Holtz? What does it mean for Adam Shaheen or Jesper Horstead or the other guys that are there? J.P. doubles as a, as a fullback. You know, so do they keep four or do they keep five? Those are the training camp numbers you're going to have to uh, to keep and, and remember because I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I don't think they're done at that position yet. Jesper Horstead, Eric Saubert, and undrafted rookie Darian Clark, former college basketball player, all in the mix as we break things down. We'll take a look at the defensive side of the ball and uh, a very lively character, as I like to call him. We'll join the program tonight and coming up here in moments out of the break, Josh Woods out of Maryland, entering his third year with the Bears. We'll talk to him coming up next on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff, Tom, and Jim joining us now, Josh Woods, the veteran linebacker and special team stud of the Bears. Kind enough to take some time out. Uh, good to have you along, Josh. And uh, I know you are like every other football fan out there. Uh, can't wait to get back and ready to roll again. How are things going for you? Uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to be getting back finally. Um, haven't hit somebody since December 29th. So <laughs> I'm excited. I can't, I, I miss my boys. Um, the group chat just isn't enough anymore, you know? So uh, I'm, I, I'm definitely excited you. to get back with everybody. I hear you. I, I, who happens to be on that group chat? Is it is it linebacker specific? Oh, a, because I'll tell you what, you know, if, if politics are ever in your future, you got that buttoned down because we've talked about you before in many ways. And, yes, have you had a lot of defensive snaps? No. But are you a, a major impact in that locker room? Yes. You're friends with everybody on that team. You get everybody fired up. You're always talking. You're always chanting. I mean, uh, chatting. So you got a lot of friends in that locker room, Josh. Who's on that group chat? Yes, sir. 
So, yeah, the group chat that I'm referring to specifically is the inside backer chat um, with uh, Coach DeLeon and uh, assistant coach Ronnell Williams. We also added the two rookies in there now. So um, it, it's been good. It's been it's always jokes in there. Um, whenever somebody's down or something, we make sure to pick each other up, check in with each other. Um, just, you know, further further in that brotherhood, um, in that locker room, I mean, in, in, in that meeting room that we always had. Hey Josh, this is Tom Fair. It's good to talk to you. Hey, you know Josh, from the first hey, time Tom. I saw you, the first time I saw you run on a football field, you run as well as anybody. Okay, now let's mm-hmm. speed up to today. What's different about your football mind in your body at this point to put you to allow you to take up a bigger role in the competition at linebacker? Um, I think the the mental aspect. I think that my physical attributes were there. I mean, I lack. Uh, what I would call linebacker strength. So that was a big part of my, uh, my, my off season regimen this year, but um, my mindset, my mental, you know, just learning from guys like Danny um, and Roquan, how to lead such a great defense already, you know, um, those guys do a tremendous job. And I think first and foremost, they lead by example. Uh, so just kind of watching those guys, picking those guys' brains um, and, Coming like growing into my own, you know, version of being able to quarterback the defense because essentially that's what linebacker is, you know. Oh yeah. Hey, all right. Here's another question. I might put a little bit more pressure on you with the competition at linebacker. So your speed really gives you great special teams versatility. Versatility. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Tariq and I look at Cordero and now Ten Gid Jr. You know, there's kind of a Devin Hester excitement in the special teams return game, kickoff return at once. That's what I'm saying. How exciting is that to get in the huddle and you see those guys behind you going, look, we have the chance to create a Devin Hester return excitement on the team this year. Oh, every every time we talk, touchdown, this, this is the touchdown club right here. We, we try to make a big play every time because, you know, statistics say if you score on special teams, your chance to win the game go through the roof. So we know the impact that special teams has on the game. And uh, it's just an honor to be able to play with guys of that caliber, you know, and, and just doing my, my 11th um, on the field and making sure that my guy doesn't touch the ball carrier at all. I essentially erase him from the play. That's, that's really my mindset, knowing that those guys, if I take care of my job, they'll take care of theirs. Well, Josh, Jim Miller here. Good to talk to you. I'm as excited as you. Just, you know, we got baseball starting tonight. Uh, training camp just around the corner as the owners and the players have agreed to the protocols. And from your standpoint, is there anything you're still concerned about? Or do you think everybody, meaning your teammates, your brothers, everybody will abide by what is needed to get this accomplished as you approach training camp? Um, I will say that me being a single uh, single man in Chicago, no family, you know, that I would be interacting with in and out of the locker room, kind of just going home to myself. I have a, a, a much different perspective um, on, you know, what's, what's, what's to ensue if we start camp now and with all the guidelines and stuff that weren't in place or are in place. Because, um, I mean, guys have pregnant wives and kids and, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, grandparents, like, you know, I, I, I can honestly say that I see where everybody has a point, you know, and everybody's opinion matters. So um, I can't necessarily say that anybody is wrong in the situation for how they feel because, you know, at the end of the day, this is just a game. 
you know, and, and, and family and family comes first, safety comes first. But I, I know that my guy if, if if everybody gets the thumbs up that we're rolling, I know my guys are rolling. We ready. We're we're yeah. ready. We we're we're hunting this year. And I, uh, I, I can I can stamp that. Yeah, I believe that. I think players will make that commitment to each other because you're only as strong as your weakest link. You you know that, my mm-hmm. friend. Let me ask you this. I mean, virtual world, you're having fun in the meetings, but yet still learning things, concepts. Um, you know, how do you feel you've gotten better, you know, when you really can't physically go out on the field and practice? I know you're working on your own and doing the things you need to work on, but where, mm-hmm. what areas do you feel like you've gotten better? I think the coaches did a really good job of – installs and the way that we learned this like with it being all virtual this year um i know that coach pagano did a really good job of like the way they kind of lumped plays like like similar plays and schemes together and they installed all of those things and it really was it it made it easier for guys to pick up on you know tendencies and similarities like i said between schemes and play calls because i mean at the end of the day Football is football. Like uh, the play, you only you're you're only running a couple, but a couple things, you know. But there are certain adjustments there. But everything comes from a certain family, like whether it's a cover four family, a cover two family, like. And they did a really good job of lumping those things together, whereas you knew that everything that you you could really focus on the finer details throughout the uh, OTA period. So that's why that's why I felt like I, I even complimented Coach Pagano and Coach DeLeon for how they did that. They definitely changed the way that they approached installs this 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 little camp. Bears linebacker Josh Woods, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio <laughs> 670. The score, Jeff, Tom, and Jim with you. Is this your best opportunity to make an impact beyond special teams? Because, okay, some veterans are gone. KPL and Nick Witkowski. Uh, but you and mm-hmm. Joe E.A. Booneyway and maybe some undrafted guys are going to be in the mix but is this your, do you feel it's your best chance? And then with that said, what are you tipping the scales at these days? And what, what have you done physically to get ready for what you're about to embark on? Um, I changed my body composition. Uh, I got stronger, I feel like. Um, I've matured a little bit. Um, not a lot of bit, but a little bit. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just – I'm growing every day. Uh, and, yeah, I'm definitely I'm, – I'm coming for that next man in. I'm – I'm definitely trying to help the team in other ways other than special teams. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to do my part and let the chips fall where they may because the game rewards you when you work hard. And I know that. So I know that I've done my part in the off season. Once camp starts rolling, I know I'm going to do my part. And the coaches are going to put the best players on the field. So at that point, I, I, I'm, I'm claiming that I'm going to be in the mix. Absolutely. Got to have that attitude, but can I sneak one in? Because you, you you laughed when you said you've matured a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, because the fact that you're a fun-loving guy, right? You you have a very yeah, serious absolutely. side to you, too. But, I mean, uh, why did you chuckle at that? Do you think that – Because I don't uh, – I feel like people think that the whole – like, you know, I'm always dancing. I'm making yes. sure guys are having fun on the sideline. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like the spark plug, so I can't get too serious. So that's that's the only reason I chuckled at that. But because well, you know, I, I know I know for a fact that I do need to, you know, buckle down a little bit more, you know, that my role could potentially grow. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I know my role on the team from an energy standpoint. So um, 
I, I, I definitely don't want to lose that about myself as a player. I feel like I play best when I'm happy, when I get others excited, when people just feed off my energy. It's contagious. It is, Josh. And almost watching you on the sideline, your energy becomes contagious because throughout my career, I've never practiced with music. And then when the music starts, I watch you and you kind of become this bubble of energy that may affect 15 other guys standing on the sideline. And so Mm -hmm. do you you think no music in this generation would affect your energy level as it kind of helps you throughout the course of practice? It does. It definitely helps. It definitely helps. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was no music. I probably would still find a way to get guys excited, to make guys laugh, to make guys, you know, excited to come to work um, and just all in all have fun. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's Like I said, we're blessed to be in the position that we're in, the opportunities that we're granted. Um, and I just remind guys of that so much because there's so much pressure surrounded, surrounding what we do that guys kind of lose you know, the, the little kid and, and the little kid in them, that's the reason why you play this game. And I think that's what's kept me around so long because I never lost it. I still have the same amount of fun as when I was five or six years old playing the game. Josh, last one for me. And just I know you probably saw the, the protocols that will be in place. And, you know, things are going to be different. You, you might not be able to feed off the energy of the crowd until it, the crowds are able to, to mm-hmm. return uh, to games. But it, every player has a routine that you know of that that you know mm-hmm. but how do you with all these new things that you're probably going to have to be thinking about or follow these protocols how quickly do you think you can get into that routine because you're going to have to go about your preparation just a little bit different than what you've done in, in the past there's no doubt about that well the point of the matter is there's still a job that has to get done um, and that job is affecting winning, be it on a personal level or on a team level, we have to win games. So there's no time. Is no, is no, is, there is no time for an adjustment period, honestly. Like, there will be one, obviously. You know, in a perfect world, I can say, oh, we'll be just fine. And obviously there's going to be a learning curve and adjustment period. But at the end of the day, hopefully, by the no fans at camp will be over it, you know, like, Hopefully we're 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 right we're right on it because I do feed off the crowd, but at the same time I know that potentially there there'll be no people there. Cool, whatever. The game still has to be played. We still have to win. Last one, we'll let you go. And thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Don't know if we'll be able to talk to you face to face with the protocols and whatnot, <laughs> but we'll we'll be watching. We'll be watching you. Right. Uh, so you made mention earlier about. Uh, you, you insinuated the defense is ready to rock, ready to roll. Uh, w- it could be special, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is I, – I tell people, oh, there's just an aura around this team. Like, it's, it's uh, especially our defense. Like, just the, the way that we come together, the way that we have fun together. But at the same time, as soon as we need to flip the switch and get to business, business is handled. And it's done – it's executed perfectly. And – it's just it's a it's it's a honor to be around such a great organization, such great teammates, and, and really such great leaders on our defensive side of the ball. Um, to really learn from and, and really keep the culture going that we have right now. Well, Josh, we look forward to seeing you roll it out there, buddy. Be be safe, Absolutely. and uh, we'll for see you soon. Me. Thank you. Absolutely, Thank you for taking guys. the time. Thank you. Bears linebacker Josh Woods coming up next. Jeff and Tom and Jim Miller with. Lomas Brown at the bottom of the hour, the Detroit Lions star left tackle and now their radio analyst as we 
begin our second look at the division. Last week, Minnesota with Pete Bursich. This week, the Lions. All coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Back with you on the score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. Love talking to Josh Woods. Yeah, okay. He's got so much enthusiasm that I'm telling you, players look to that, and they really do feed off of him, especially during practice time. He's going to try to earn his way into more of a prominent role and back up or whatnot, but uh, feels he's going to be in the mix for that, and I think he very much will be because, again, he's got that speed and athleticism at the linebacker. He's a former safety. Forget about that. Played college yeah. safety, has a star cross career in Maryland. But like I said, he runs as well as any position on the team. He's got the speed that we admire Danny Trevathan or Roquan or even Joe Lea Booneyway for, and he can he can equal that. He can match it, and sometimes he can, so I mean he's got that really important role on special teams. But I don't know if it's early in the career you want to settle for that. I think Josh Woods wants to reach for a higher opportunity and see if he can forge a, an inside meaningful rep. You know. Um, position out there seen a lot of safeties that have converted we always talk about thomas davis formerly of the carolina panthers now he's reunited with ron rivera with the washington football team um other guys shaq thompson have done it made that conversion from safety to 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 linebacker and i do he's got some scoots where he can get it he impressed me during the preseason uh last year unfortunately he won't get those opportunities here in the preseason this year for the bears but it's something that he can build upon and and move on from and uh you know, so I think he's done a nice job in, in his conversion. He takes it serious. You can tell that uh, just in, in, in the interview. And now he thinks his best football's ahead of him. You know, Kwiatkowski kind of burst onto the scene. Why not Josh Woods if he gets that opportunity? Uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to it. And he had that injury in his first year, so he spent the year on the practice squad. Learned a lot and uh, as well liked in that locker room. All right, time to switch gears. Going to look at the rest of the division now. Last week, Minnesota. This week, We'll look at the Detroit Lions, the Bears' season opener at Detroit on the 13th of September. Joined now by Lions great and their radio analyst, Lomas Brown. Kind enough to join us. 263 games in 18 years in the National Football League. That's a lot. Hey, is there any tread left on the tires, Lomas? Oh, you know what? It might be a third down and long play. It might be (laughs) one of those left in the tread, but not much more than that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I honestly, we got two former players here with us on the program, Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, and I, I insist both of them but would, would love to take it just one more snap in the National Football League, I dare say. But you team up with Dan Miller, the uh, outstanding voice of the Lions. Uh, but before we get into the Lions a little bit, just your career was, was something else, and I'll never forget it. And I know I've brought this up with you before when you've been kind enough to join us on the Bears pregame show, but uh, early in his career – Richard Dent, when asked, Lomas Brown gave him the most trouble down in and down out when he played in the in the old black and blue division, and it was you, my friend. So he's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you had a great career. So that's high praise coming from that guy. Oh, my God. That is my goddamn man. They called him Dirty Dent, man. But I, I, I tell you what. I've never been around another player that can flip the switch on and off. I mean, he would be a totally different person while we playing for those 60 minutes. And as soon as the whistle went off, 
so how are the wife and kids? You know, how you been? And you'd be like, wow, is this a guy just went to battle with for 60, 70 plays trying to beat each other up? And right after right after the whistle blows, he's asking how the wife and kids and how you doing. So, man, a great man, man, great person too, man. So I, it was my pleasure going up against that guy because he was one of the very best. Well, Lomas, it's awesome to talk to you this time there. I hope things are well with you and your family. But, you know, a little bit about the Detroit Lions family, because I think we have some young coaches in the division outside of Mike Zimmer. It looks like he's going to get a contract extension, and they're still trying to develop a culture. Is So can Matt Patricia and these modern-day guys develop a culture through Zoom and during an off season that's this important? That's a great question, Tom. And I, I tell you what, I would hate being a rookie this year coming into the league. Can you imagine that, Tom? I mean, no OTAs, nothing with the team. There won't be any mini camps. I mean, you're going to jump right into training camp and then right into the season. I just couldn't imagine, you know, going through something like this. So I feel bad for those young guys that are having to do that. And, you know, I feel bad for the coaches, too, that have the – young guys or guys that transition from another team trying to build that chemistry that they know they desperately need, especially the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia, uh, because things hadn't gone well the last couple of years. I think he's been trying to get his guys, the type of players that he needs to run his schemes, the type of players mentally that they had in New England. I think you can see more and more he's trying to get those type of players on this team. So I think it would make the transition for Coach Patricia trying to get his system relayed to these guys. But it's going to be so important. And I just don't see how they're going to be able to do it, to be honest with you. It's just going to be a different season this year to watch and watch and watch and see how it unfolds. You know, so the midway point in the season, are we going to be talking about what a great year Matthew Stafford is having, or are we going to talk about, wow, Patricia's defense is really turning the corner from what we expected of him when they hired him? It's going to have to be Patricia's defense turning the corner. It's going to have to be. That's been our Achilles heel, and that shouldn't have been. that. We didn't count on our defense being the Achilles heels, but that's what it's been. The last, I would say the last two years for the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford has played very well when he's played. You know, the last eight games that he played before he got hurt, he was on pace, a uh, very good pace of maybe even eclipse 5,000 yards. But again, once he went down, you would count on, you would have counted on the defense to kind of hold things together. Because uh, again, Jeff Driscoll, the guys they had behind Matthew didn't do a bad job. But they weren't Matthew Stafford, so you were counting on the defense to step up. And I'll be honest with you, the defense hadn't stepped up. Defense has stepped back. So this has to be a big, giant step for the defense this year if the Lions are going to have any success in 2020. And for the listeners out there, the the daughter is succeeding the mother now. Sheila Ford Hamp will yeah. run the Detroit Lions, and Martha Firestone Ford will step down from that capacity. And is there any more pressure on Matt Patricia? Because Martha's kind of her one of her last statements after the season was last year is like, "Hey, it's kind of a needs to be a playoff year, and it's a difficult yeah. year as as you know, Lomas to to get a team better in all the areas that you just talked about without even having a practice." Do you think Sheila Ford will 
maybe take a step back, look at the pandemic, and just see if there is improvement under Matt Patricia this year, and maybe not such a harsh mandate needs to be made in terms of playoffs. Well, I, I mean, you, you know, to be honest about the whole thing, they kind of made their own bed. And I would say it's more so Bob Quinn when, you know, when Jim Caldwell was let go and they came in and said that 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. I mean, when you make a statement like that to the fans, and I know Coach Patricia, I sat with the man. You know, 10 and 6 is an average season for them in their mind because of where they came from, the New England Patriots. So 10 and 6 is an average season. So we haven't even come close to that in the last two years. So I think they put the pressure on themselves, and I think it's, it's self assist pressure that's going to drive them more so than I think pressure from uh, Sheila, for Sheila Hamp or anybody else. I think it's just going to be the the, uh, the self-pressure that these guys have put on themselves by coming in, setting the goals so lofty, which they should have done. I'm not blaming them for doing that. It's just the results haven't shown what they came in and what they wanted to get accomplished. Do think Jeff Okuda will help out that secondary, and obviously with Trufant coming over uh, from Atlanta. But I want to talk O-line, because that's an area that's going to need chemistry. How about the third-round pick in Jonah Jackson? What are your thoughts on him getting up and running early? Because I like him as a player, and maybe he could fill in that right guard spot for the Lions. I do, too. I, I really do, and I was really him and Logan Steinberg. I like both of those guys. But, again, I got to go back to this pandemic and what it's done to the offseason, what it's going to do to the preseason, uh, you know, what it's going to do to camp. You know, that's it's tough for these rookies to be able to come in here and perform under that. I'm going to give them a lot of credit for being able to come in and perform under that. I, I think Noah will be uh, – uh, Jonah, Jonah would be a, a, a real good – uh, offensive lineman in this league, I just think the circumstances are just unreal what he has to go through. And you got guys like Kenny Wiggins and you got guys like Odell Bouchier that are already there, that, that the Lions, I know, they're looking for these guys who play reserve roles. They're looking for them to step their game up and hopefully fill those spots where you can have those rookies as backups because the one thing you don't want to do if a rookie isn't ready, and Tom knows it, if a rookie ain't ready to put him in there, you just don't want to do that because you could damage the young man just as much as you could help the young man by putting him in there. Lomas Brown, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, radio analyst for the Detroit Lions. His first game was a preseason game against the Bills in the Pontiac Silverdome. I don't think that's standing <laughs> anymore, is it? It's, sure it's, still there. No, it's Google. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Amazon now. So oh, they okay. the Amazon distribution <laughs> site where the Silverdome used to be at. <laughs> well, I, and tell you what, in, in those days, you know, this is the one thing about the Lions that I think most people would agree on. You got you got a very very good to great quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and as you pointed out, he was having an MVP first half of the season. No question about it. He and Daryl Bevel mixed beautifully. You got young receivers. Kenny Galladay from NIU here in the Chicago area is a stud. Monster land. Yes. 18.3 per reception last yes. year, 11 touchdowns. But the running game over the year. You blocked for Barry. You blocked great years for Barry Sanders. 
Um, they, you, you think of the Lions, you think of Billy Sims and Barry Sanders in the run game. A couple of nice years from James Stewart. But Reggie Bush, the last 1,000-yard back, and, and he was uh, very much a pass receiver too back in 2013, but not much since. Will the running game be a weapon finally for the Detroit Lions? I hope so. It has to be. That's going to help Matthew Stafford out. And, and we've been preaching this for years around here in Detroit because you just pointed out how few our running game has been around here in the years. It's going to have to be. We've been so one-dimensional over the last couple of years to, you know, teams don't really have to, yeah, they gear up for the run because that's something that you have to do, but they really don't. They play us for the pass. They play us for Matthew Stafford, and that has to stop. I think Coach Belville coming in, matching up with Matthew, has done a great job, and I think he's the type of guy that will push that run game. I think he's going to force the run game down the throats of these defenses, and you have to be able to do that. And with a three-headed attack that we could possibly have in both Scarborough, DeAndre Swift, and Carrion Johnson, you have to be able to utilize these guys, and they, they do so many different things. They vary. Their running styles vary so much till they can actually be a weapon for an offense because of all the different things that these guys can bring to the run game and the different ways that they approach the run game. So, yes, to answer your question, the run game is going to have to be big and bold in 2020 for the Lions, again, to have the success that they want to have on the offensive side of the ball. Lomas, I'd like to hear your feelings about this since you played the position. I think the one position that's going to be affected the most in a positive way is going to be the offensive tackle position. To have a year if you play with no crowd noise and you can hear every snap count given to you at home or on the road, it's going to make you more efficient. It's going to allow the offensive coordinator to work with the protections a little more. How do you feel about those guys being able to hear the cadences? Beautiful point. You you right on with it. That's a beautiful point, and you're right about that. You right. You can actually expand the run game out because again, your your linemen will be able to communicate to each other. So say you know how we used to get those late dog looks when you got a little cornerback coming off the outside and he's trying to sneak up out there. Well, hey, if I'm the tackle now, hey, guard, guard. You know, especially if we're on the road in a loud place. Hey, 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 fan, fan, or alert, alert. I got a possible dog out here that might be coming. So, again, little things like that, the communication would be so much better with those guys um, when, you, when you don't have that crowd noise that you have to put up with. And, yes, I think offensive coordinators, I think they will take chances and be able to do more things, you might see more variances in the past game because of the crowd noise not being there, them not having to be afraid of a tackle getting off the ball late because he can't hear and getting beat around the corner by Khalil Mack. That, you know, those are things that are positive things. And then also with leaving guys in, not having to leave a tight end in because, again, your tackle's having problems getting out of the stance because he can't hear. So it's so many things that, yes, I think without the crowd noise being there, that may even help. But on the opposite end, Tom, them D-linemen, them, them, them defenders, they sure going to be able to hear everything that we're saying now up front. So it's going to have to be a lot of sign language going on for the offensive linemen up front because them D-linemen, they're going to be able to hear everything in the empty stadium. 
last one for me, Lomas. Appreciate uh, your time. Uh, Corey Unlin comes in and takes over the defense as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Paul Pascaloni uh, moves on. I think Patricia and Unlin have been together in the past. Yeah. But I guess are, are, are you expecting any new wrinkles, I guess, defensively, and how heavy-handed maybe will Pr- Patricia be involved with what's on the line with that mandate to make the playoffs? I think it's going to help them. I do. I think Coach Underland coming in and, like you say, them having familiarity, working together, I think it's going to work hand-in-hand. I could just see Coach now maybe spending more time with the D-line, this time with the the DBs and the linebackers, being able to give the D-line more attention because, again, on the defensive side of the ball, I have to say that probably was the area that was the worst for us and we thought that was going to be the strength of the of the of the uh, defense last year. Now with injuries, yeah, that happened too. But again, you know the D line didn't play as well as it was expected. So maybe that give Coach Patricia more of an opportunity to coach them up and Coach Underland. He can handle the rest of the defense. But I do think with those guys being familiar with each other and having worked under each other, worked with each other in New England, I think it's just, it can only help. To me, it can only help, especially, again, when we talk about this pandemic, guys not being able to have gotten together, might not be able to see each other and get together till they get to camp, which should be happening soon, and, you know, going, for, going forward from there. So it's going to be a challenge for them, but I think the familiarity is going to help them out a lot. Lomas, well, one more to let you go. We appreciate you taking the time and hope you have a great rest of your offseason. Get ready for uh, 2020 here and uh, the excitement of pro football back in business once again. Uh, we asked Pete Bursich last week. We'll ask you now, through your lens, what do you see from the Chicago Bears in 2020? Well, I mean, again, I, it, to me, it relies on your quarterback. That, to me, that's where the Chicago Bears, I think the defense is looking good. You know, y'all had a, a few hiccups over there. Y'all lost a couple of people on the defensive side of the ball. But I, I've always thought that Chicago had a, a real good defense. This has been at the quarterback position. The old line, yeah, y'all lost Kyle Long up front. You got some younger guys, Massey and all those guys, to fill in up there. I think they'll be pretty decent up there. I like the run game. But to me, and I love Allen, um, uh, the wide receiver. You know, he's from Michigan. I know it's Tracy, uh, his mom here. She's a big, big fan of um, him uh, back here in Michigan. I just think it depends on Trubisky. You know, if he could take the next step. you got a great quarterback and uh, Nick Foles behind him, which I think in a year with the pandemic and you never know what might happen, I think the backup quarterback might be the most valuable person on the team this year. But I just think Trubisky, if he could take the next step and take this team and get the confidence of those guys – that's what he's going to have to work on right now is the confidence of those guys. Yeah, they're going to say the right thing, and Tom knows this. They're going to say the right thing to the media and say the right thing around certain people. But it's how these guys feel when they're around each other, you know, about the quarterback. And I know if Mitchell could step up, I know that they already have his back. But if he steps up, I know they really going to have his back. So I just think for him – it's just the point of getting his confidence to the level to where he could get the rest of the offensive guy, and not just the offense, get the Chicago Bears, the 2020 Chicago Bears team, 
to a level where they have a lot of confidence in him and they can trust him. Lomas, outstanding. Appreciate it. And let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. All goes well. We'll see you on September 13th up in your yard. How about it? Sounds great, man. We'll break some bread together. That sounds great to me. Sounds good. <laughs> Lomas Brown, the great NFL tackle, 18 years in the league, Lions analyst on radio here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. Score back with Tom and Jim after this. Hey, Bears fans, skip the chore of laundry and enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 50% off all dry cleaning orders. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Use promo code BEARS. Some exclusions may apply. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. Jim, you're there in Michigan soil. He's a legend, isn't he, that Lomas Brown? Yeah, he is. He was a great player, and as you mentioned, they you know they just obviously took down the the Silverdome last year. The Palace is now no more. They just uh, destroyed that and demolished it this week, uh, Jeff. So a lot of the high tech companies moving in. So all these old uh, and that was a great place to play at the old Pontiac Silverdome. They could pack a house there and seated over ninety thousand, so it could get loud in the old Silverdome. And plenty were cheering for Lomas Brown. So you were born there. You were born in Gross Point, right, which is outside of Detroit. What was the yeah. first sporting event you ever saw as a Detroit kid? I saw Doug Williams. I think I was nine years old, and my dad took me to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. I saw Doug Williams, who was the quarterback at Tampa Bay, obviously high draft pick, throw an 80-yard touchdown. And I remember turning to my dad and saying, Dad, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and, yeah. and that ended up, and that got me started. At football, just because watching Doug Williams throw that football, and it was effortless for him to chuck a ball 80 yards in the air, and it was a pretty exciting exciting game. You know, Jim Miller, when I was playing in the USFL with Doug Williams, he came out of practice one day, and there was a bunch of guys lining up to show you how far they could throw the football. So Doug got warmed up a little bit, <laughs> and he let one fly it, and I think it went about 85 yards you know, a little bit more in the air. And he just blew away the competition, and he walked away and just kind of gave you an example of that arm strength that you're talking about that he demonstrated in a real game. Yeah, it's it's funny. When you think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they literally have walked away from every one of their first-round quarterbacks when you think about it, right? Doug Williams, Trent Dilfer, they just walked away basically from Jameis Winston. Shoot, they had Steve Young on that roster. (laughs) My goodness, and now they got uh, Tom Brady. Maybe they're finally going to get it right here at Tampa Bay with their quarterbacks. Right, yeah, video of him today. Hey, by the way, happy birthday, Roy Robertson Harris of the Chicago Bears, and a shout-out to Deion Bush. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. Last weekend, the Bears' safety handed out some uh, backpacks to Miami-area kids, about 150, and families at an elementary school as part of his work with his foundation, Dobie's Dream. So Bears players in the community, guys, every single week, even in the offseason. So a little tip of the cap to those guys. Yeah, I mean, they're out there because they care. That's kind of the cool thing about it. And you see, we see evidence of that throughout the season when they go to their charitable, charitable gigs throughout the, uh, the regular season. The guys put a lot of time, effort, and um, I think George McC- George McCaskey encourages all these guys to be heavily involved in their communities, whether it's in the Chicagoland area or at their home base. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously just uh, being a good citizen, your civic duty and things you're responsible for. And at the end of the day, I think players, you know, they're, they're living up to it. You know, it's about action. Uh, right now, and I, I think even uh, uh, George McCaskey is talking about it. It's all about action, and players are being active, and they are acting upon uh, what has happened here this whole offseason. 
And uh, a couple of things league-wide. So uh, we mentioned earlier at the top of the show, Bears did part company with Ben Broniker, who's uh, been an active player uh, both on the offensive side of the ball and special teams over the last few years. Uh, a great kid. We wish him well. But the, it's now the Washington football team. They'll get a new name eventually, but there's legal reasons, all sorts of time invested in that. Uh, the, uni, the unis look good. You guys, you guys cool with this? Yeah, I mean, because if you, if you just call them Washington the rest of your time, you know exactly who they're talking yeah. about in the NFL. So um, I hope Ron Rivera has his hand in the matter because as exciting as it was when he had the opportunity to come to Washington, it would be exciting for him to have his footprint on the name of the, the Washington football team going forward. Yeah, they'll get the fans involved to have some sort of contest, uh, you know, and get the fans uh, up to date on it and, you know, what they can do to, you know, pull and throw some things out there to get the, the feedback uh, from all the fans on, on what it should be. But, yeah, I don't think the the players will have any problem with it. Ron Rivera is about as laid back as he come, and he's about as good as a coach as they come. He'll be able to lead this uh, franchise uh, through this. It's a little rocky right now. I'm probably sure a couple of things he didn't anticipate uh, that he'd have to, to deal with, but Ron's up for the challenge. I think we I think we all know that uh, from that standpoint. And as for their old name, it's still going to get retired because I, I heard uh, Mark May. I'm sure Tom, you know Mark May very well. Yes. Uh, uh, and he talked about a lot. A lot of the older guys are mad that their that mm-hmm. their name has been retired. He said, "Hey, you know, I won these rings for a reason, and they're upset about it. But that's why they retired the name. That way, that history still exists." with the Hogs and everything that that, that great franchise is, is really accomplished because they, they did play some good football, and you couldn't write the history of the league without writing about uh, the Washington football team, that's for sure. One more break, and then we wrap it up. The lightning round coming up real quick, fellas, when we get back here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, Bears fans, it's important to stay connected now more than ever. And at Motorola, we love making that possible. With a new Razor, you can enjoy staying connected a little bit more. It's a phone. It's an accessory. It's an icon reinvented. Hello, Moto. We're out of time, boys. Big Jim, I think uh, it's training camp time, so we're going to part company now. We'll, we'll talk to you down the road, so thank you. Appreciate it. Well, guys, thank you. Be safe, and hopefully everybody, can we can pull this off. I mean, I'm excited for sports, and hopefully we can get the return to football. I'm excited, guys. Good luck to you. We're counting on you. And, uh, Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Right, you're not getting rid of me. No lightning round. You're not getting rid of me. (laughs) Coming up next, Cubs preview for a couple of hours with Ron Coomer, the great Pat Hughes, Zach Saban, and Bruce Levine. All coming up next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.